the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, welcome back as we head into hour two. The man of the moment uh, is uh, David Schweikert. He represents us here from Arizona in Congressional District 1. But, man, David, you must uh, you must find it um, exciting when, when, when the main news in Washington is right up your area, the kind of thing you've been talking about and dealing with for 20 years or so, huh? Uh, but I find all I do is in, like I've talked to probably, well, three or four reporters today, um, and not a single one of them liked anything I had to say. I, well, I, I'm not, not a reporter, not but I will story. like it. I, okay. Uh, it, right. it, it, so you called me about the debt ceiling. Yeah. You wanted me to walk you through the actual mechanics. Yeah. You wanted me to walk you through, like, the Standard & Poor's downgrade in 2011, that that was about debt, not the debt ceiling. We, yeah. you know, They were mad that we didn't do enough on debt. And I had this one young woman, very polite, you know, a decent reporter, but said, oh, my editor doesn't care about that. She just wants to know the horse race. You know, do you think McConnell's going to give in to Schumer? To sh-? They they just... And then, barely- wait, 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 there's another shoe that drops in these stories. Even if they do make it about the horse race, here's what they do. They push F11 on their compu- on their word processor, and they and they get the phrase, Republicans slashing the budget. You're slashing oh, yeah. it. Yeah, I have I, every story I've read is you guys are slashing it. Well, and, and look, you know we're we're scheduled to borrow a bit more than twenty trillion dollars of new, completely new borrowing in the ten year cycle. Okay, um, if all the scoring holds up, um, the bill we put out reduces you know four point four, four point five trillion. So is you know functioning twenty percent is that slashing, <laughs> and most of that lashing is just rolling back the crazy additions that just happened last year. Uh, you're right, right, start. right. You're taking it, it back to 2022 levels is what well, you're doing. Oh, yeah. It's, remember, the, the Democrats in their, their you know, last several months of being in power went on a crazy spending spree. And it's the, the benefit of some of these um, cuts, whatever you want to call it, um, rolling back. Um, is a lot of the spending actually doesn't have caps on it, so it keeps getting rescored. It's like much of the green energy um, credits that were part of their you know, Inflation Act. Um, they told America that it would be about two hundred and seventy um, billion dollars. Yeah. Now we have Goldman Sachs and others saying, "Well, you do realize you're incentivizing people to do things they were already going to do." Mm-hmm. And you didn't actually have a cap on the spending, so it could be as high as one point two trillion. Mm-hmm. So you go from something under three hundred billion mm-hmm. to one point two trillion mm-hmm. in a ten-year window, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just dialing something like that back. Um, but remember, that's money for the people that write checks to Democrats. Uh, yeah, I I get that, um, and I also get this kind of Groundhog Day feeling that we've been here several times before. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah tell me, yeah. Well, the, you, know, you get also the clown show. 
So I think yesterday, or maybe the day before, it all blurs together, um, uh, the Democrats got their little marching people who have no idea what's really going on, and they're protesting outside your office. You know, don't cut Medicare. And you desperately just wish you could sit them down and say, give me 10 minutes of your intellectual capacity. Medicare from today to the next 30 years is $80.5 trillion short when you add in the interest and the financing costs. $80.5 trillion short. The portion of Medicare comes out of the general fund. And the Medicare trust fund is also gone in just a few years. What would you like us to do? Because they just... It's hard to have a debate where you want to fix things. We're not trying to cut. We're trying to save. We're trying to find ways to fix things. And I'm dealing with children that that I don't have an emotion button on my calculator. The interesting thing about that, when you talk about what was the eighty trillion thing, what was eighty trillion? That is just the shortfall in Medicare. Yeah. So the eighty trillion shortfall on Medicare, which would you know. The the interesting thing is you wed that to the kind of talking points coming out of the White House, which is, but the U.S. will never default. I mean, yep. that's a scary proposition to put those two thoughts or those two sentences together. All right. Could we walk through something, and, and, and this may be slightly geeky, but I'll try to do it fast. Um, 30% of all of our spending is borrowed. The United States has more than adequate cash flow to cover any bond payments. Missing a bond payment is a default missing the payment on a construction project in lower Arkansas is a horrible thing, but that's not the fault. Um, the media lies when they say, the United States, if we don't raise the borrowing limits, going to default. It's a horrible thing. You don't want to do that symbolically. It's a really crappy thing, but that's not default. Default is when you miss the payment on your bond. Why, David, are we all supposed to be so panicked about this then? Because they need to raise the stressor to get everyone to capitulate because the left has no interest in ever having a discussion of rolling back some of the crazy spend because lots of the spending goes to the washing machine. The washing machine is we give money to this type of company or these types of projects or these types of community outreach, and they happen to then turn around and support the Democrat Party. Okay. Now let's talk about some of the causes here. You've done a great service on your Twitter feed by putting up some of those great charts that you use on the oh, House did you, floor. Did you see the number from the other day? And I'm sorry, I know you, I just No, go ahead. You go. You go. We're, we're borrowing right now $45,000 a second. Right. Nine years from now. It goes to ninety thousand a second, mm-hmm. and that's the baseline number. Yeah, that's without a war, that's without a recession, that's without another pandemic. That's the baseline number. We we double, so we go from forty five thousand dollars every second right now to ninety thousand dollars a second. You do realize that basically calculates in nine years, the borrowing will be so aggressive, and it's almost all financing of health care. It's almost all the financing of Medicare. And and, and look, uh, uh, we have a moral obligation to save it, but you can't save it if you're not willing to talk about it. Well, let, yeah. that, But that adds $1 an hour to everyone's borrowing. Well, 
I, I really want to encourage people to take a look at these slides on your Twitter feed. Your Twitter handle is at Rep David. I know these are produced by Brian Riedel. There's no one better. Well, well, so, and I just got off the phone with Brian just minutes ago. Next time you talk to him, tell him I said hi. I want people to look at this Social Security thing for a moment. I mean, I could do any one of these, but, you know, you just take a moment and you look at Social Security revenue from payroll taxes and taxation of benefits is now at about 5% and stays that way for the most part through 2050. Stays now, at about need, 5%. You need to explain. 5% of the entire economy. Right. Now, Social Security outlies plus interest costs precipitously goes up over that same period from 5.2 to 8.6. How the hell do you do that? I mean, well, and, you, and you remember, can't do that, David. For everyone that's listening, when we're saying like 8.6... Percentage of 8. GDP, yes. Yeah, yeah, percentage. Yeah, so right. you have a $22 trillion economy. Right. Turns out 5% of a $22 trillion economy is like ginormous. Um, you can't do it, and that's the problem in the gap. And, and here's where there's something incredibly disingenuous um, many of the Democrats do. And, and it's not... This is an occasion where it's not the voters' fault. It's not actually the, the a regular Democrats' fault because they've been lied to. Um, well, Bernie Sanders says if we just raise the cap. That's not what Bernie Sanders says. Bernie Sanders' plan is you un, you raise the cap on all income. All income. So passive income, the rental income, the corporate income, the this, that, everything. It's not like we do today where it's your... Um, gross income, you know, right now it's up to $160,200. You pay that, what is it, 12.4% FICA tax. For if, you're, yeah, if you get right. a W-2, your employer typically pays half, you pay half. If you're self-employed, you pay all of it. But if you raised and said no income cap, but you kept the current Social Security formula, so your benefit would go up, that only covers 17% of the borrowing. So when Bernie Sanders talks about, well, if we just raise the cap, it's not just the cap on income. It's the cap on everything in the economy. Do you, and that's do you, how they do it. And even then, it doesn't cover the shortfall. Do you need to go or do you want to stay another No, second? I'm good. You're good. Representative David Schweikert is our guest. He and I will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Congressman David Schweikert is our guest. Is that like the love boat music? Close, close, close. Charlie's Angels. Oh, God. It, it, it was bringing back, uh, like, horrible memories. So. What's horrible about those <laughs> memories? Charlie's uh, Angels, love boat, oceans, yeah, love, yeah, exciting and new, come aboard. Yeah, We're whatever. expecting you. Yeah, thank you. Um, I wasn't a big television fan back in the... You know, are it, are you now? <laughs> no, no. Are you now? It, it, it's the problem is there's this frustration of you're a news junkie, but so much of the news is crap. I know. And, that's and, and I know yeah. I'm hurting some people's that's feelings, right. but you have this interesting perspective. Okay, I, I'm blessed. I, I'm incredibly blessed. I'm a member of Congress. Okay, I'm a senior member. I'm like, you know, number four on Ways and Means Committee. I actually you're the vice the chair of the Joint Economic Committee. You know, well, yeah, which means that we rotate back and forth the chairmanships. To the Don't Senate, diminish to the it. House. It's a so, great thing. So next year, I think I get the chair. I, I'm chair. Yeah. And yeah, and that's why I get to talk to Brian and other people. Um, but when you're in the meetings and then you watch the television on the news going, that's not how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> I know. 
I know. Um, <laughs> well, you lived it also in your experience. Well, I was listening to Adam Carolla say this about uh, something on his podcast the other day, and it's eminently true. You know this. I know this. If you've ever read a story about yourself ever on anything, whether it's menial or major, you will see how much they get wrong in that either menial or major story about you. Easy stuff to find out. Easy stuff to not bollocks a quote from. Now extrapolate that over any issue of public policy. It's yeah. it's eminently true. E- Actually, Corolla got that right. Though I have a simple solution to that. Yeah, I've never read my press. Well, sure. Well, sure. <laughs> I, that, I understand because that. I find. Um, it, it, uh, I understand it, the point of not, and and I and I affirm it. But the point abides if you can see it about yourself and how how wrong they that, get. Yes, just easy stuff. Well, what, like what, the year of your birth or where you went to college even. Now extrapolate that to debt or well, foreign remember, policy. Remember where we were starting. We were yeah. talking about um, the debt ceiling. Yeah. This is serious stuff, right. but there's more going on. Mm-hmm. It's one of the few stressors. Republicans control the House yeah. with a very slim majority. The Democrats control the Senate and the White House. Um, you're only given a couple leverage points from the way the Constitution is designed, oversight in the budget, and this happens to be sort of budget-related. But it's not the budget. Remember, they are two different things. This is the credit limit. Mm -hmm. So can you use that as a stressor to at least do the right thing, convince markets you're taking seriously the financial position of the country, also deal with a number of spending mistakes? Mm -hmm. And there are a number of Democrats who will admit that they didn't know the legislation they voted on a year ago had certain things in it and didn't have caps, didn't have certain controls, but they but they still won't roll that back because that's not the party position. Um, and there's what the sort of frustration is, is you get reporters calling you saying, so what do you think, who's going to give in first? And they want the horse race story, not the economic facts. Yeah. Yeah, well, of course, that's what's interesting to them, and it's also, I guess, easier to understand at a certain point. Has, by the way, on just kind of not the horse race, but the horse track, has the, David, has the Democratic Party changed a little bit? Uh, You know, I keep seeing these old clips, this fun game we play of old clips of Schumer saying willing to compromise on spending and that sort of thing. Has that changed? Have things gotten a little more smash mouth or... Yeah, it's gotten more smash mouth, but uh, part of that reason is there are no blue dogs left. Um, uh, you know that that those conservative Democrats that used to be more from the South, um, they were either you know they 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 were pro defense. We used to call them blue dogs. Maybe is that? Do I, I, I that think right? that was the term blue dog. Yeah, blue I, dog I'd be embarrassed yeah. if I got it wrong. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, they sometimes now try to call themselves New Democrats, but there's very few of them. Yeah. And, you know, it was only 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that was a third of the Democrat conference. Now okay. there's almost none left. Okay. And and to the other side, there's really not a lot of moderate Republicans in existence. You know, even, the, even with our winning the majority, we took a number of seats in New York. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a tough political environment. There's people like me. I'm in a 50-50 congressional district. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're all still very fiscally conservative. Um, so, yeah, the, the environment's different. And there's a lot of these people that raise their campaign money. 
basically by being a jerk. Mm-hmm. Say really aggressive things, say really nasty, say things over the top, put it out on your social media, and people send you, you know, tens of thousands of people send you $25 across the country. Mm-hmm. So we incentivize a lot of the bad behavior now. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I want people to understand, too, David, and you do this almost every week on our show, and it's it, but it can't be done enough. Um, on these on these wonderful posters uh, or boards that you've put on Twitter, is getting people to understand what you have to work with. It's amazing the shift from what a lot of people know from the nineteen seventies versus today. What's mandatory? Oh, yeah. What's defense? Well, what's okay. discretionary? It um, really uh, is. Uh, something, and, and I'm sort of testing this as, as to help people see, in at mid-1970s, for every dollar it went to, a, you know, to cover our obligations to seniors, you know, Medicare, Social Security, $5 went to young people. Yeah. Okay. Today, that's reversed. Today, okay. $5 go to seniors, for every $1 goes to young people. And, and a lot of that is a combination just of our demographics. We had a baby boom population that was young in the 70s. Now those people are moving into the retirement age. So it's a demographic bubble. The last 20 years, and particularly the last few years, fertility rates, remember, we're only like at 1.7% replacement rate. United States will have more deaths than births in 18 years. And we're getting, yes, okay, go on. Half the states already have that. Right. So... But no one. But then you get, and I, and I've had a lot of coffee, and I'm a little cranky right now. You get these people; they may mean well, but they've been lied to. If you just got rid of foreign aid, if you just didn't send any money yeah, to Ukraine, and then you send them the chart, it says every dime of foreign aid is like I think it was 12 days of borrowing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and they get all upset, saying, "Well, that I, I, I can't be." Well, if you just got rid of your salaries, you know. And you send them the slide that says, hey, you can get rid of all congressional pensions and salaries, and it's 18 minutes, 18 minutes of borrowing for an entire year. Once again, we're borrowing $45,000 a second, and in nine years that goes to $90,000 a second, and almost every dime of that is the growth in retirement costs. And it's just, but it's fixable if you get people willing to actually be adults about the math. All right, go get them, David. Thanks for always spending such time All with right. us. Love it. All right. Goodbye now. And enjoy the music, by the way. Threats to our financial freedom and stability are growing. China, Russia, Brazil, India, Saudi Arabia. They're conducting their international trade in local currencies, not the U.S. dollar. Rising interest rates and bad loans are exposing the banking system and causing failures. Biden administration sending hundreds of billions abroad, while at the same time depleting strategic oil reserves and ignoring crumbling infrastructure here at home. However, the biggest financial threat may be coming from within. Central bank digital currency is real. The patents have been filed and the big banks have released plans for implementation. The vets at Midas Gold Group see terrible implications from this. The end of financial privacy, big government able to see every purchase, the end of cash, Could there be ties to social credit? Own private currency, gold and silver. And now you can get free silver just for asking the Midas Gold Group how you can use your retirement to own physical gold. 
Call the Midas Gold Group today at 480-360-3000. That's 480-360-3000. Or visit them online at MidasGoldGroup.com. That's MidasGoldGroup.com. I try and get a pretty good beat on cultural trends and which way things are moving. And at one of the ways you do it is kind of looking at cultural anomalies. One of the anomalies I was noticing today was the emphasis uh, of the uh, shooter and the hunt, search and hunt for the shooter in Atlanta. There was a a shooting today um, where one person was killed and four were injured. They've identified the suspect and they're on the uh, they're on the lookout for him. I mean, they're on the on the search for him. And and, um, what's interesting, just anomalous, I suppose, to me is how much media this story is getting compared to the five that were killed in Texas or really compared do you realize that Nashville story? There was supposed to be a manifesto that was to be released. Do you remember that? The shooter had put together, this was the transgender shooter at the Christian school in Nashville, had written a manifesto. This is just a bit a month, a bit over a month ago. The manifesto was to be released. We were told it would be released. How long does it take to read this man? It's never going to be released. You do know that, right? We will never, it will never see the light of day. If we haven't seen it by now, we won't see it. And you and I can both speculate as to why we won't see it. We don't need to speculate. We know why we won't see it. But what is it? Why is this? I mean, I, I hate to think and talk in these terms. There's just no good way to do it. But why is an, act, uh, an active shooter fleeing the scene who's killed one person getting so much more news than these stories of five and six in plural more than that deaths? Well, part of it may be that it's Atlanta. Part of it may be because CNN is headquartered in Atlanta. And there's a lot of ba- major news hubs that emanate from that in Atlanta. That may be one part. They have released the person's name. And I'll tell you, I am... Uh, I said this, it may have been yesterday or the day before, and and I'm hoping we can start a new trend here. I'm just one voice, but, you know, maybe there's a ripple effect or some kind of effect folks who may have interest in taking up this, this charge with me. Obviously, when the shooter is white, race is the big issue, obviously. The shooter here happens not to be white. So race will not be the issue. Um, I don't care about any of this race talk with crime. I think we would do a lot better in reducing crime, frankly, if we just stopped caring about race altogether and just started dealing with crime. But you know what would do an even greater job of reducing crime? Liberals used to say they were about root causes. And conservatives used to kind of scorn the notion of root causes. I don't. I never have. I thought root causes were important. I think oftentimes liberals had their finger on the wrong one. But there are root causes here. Almost every one of these mass shootings, almost every one of them, don't tell me about the race. Don't care about it. It's irrelevant. There are two things that are much more relevant. 
What was the family structure of the shooter? And what was in their talk screen? What drugs were they on? Son of a gun, this one? Previous arrest? Substance abuse. Of course it was. Of course it was. You're going to find that as the connector in almost all of these things. Almost all of them. Broken homes and drug use. I have a great producer in David Dahl. I also have great ancillary producers. Do you know what an ancillary producer is, David? They're listeners to the show who are continually helping out. And uh, one of my greatest, maybe he's the chief ancillary producer. They're not on salary. It's a volunteer position. Uh, So they're amateurs, which means not good. Not not good. It means for the love of it. They do it for the love. Amateur and amore are from the same root, okay? Why are you looking at me like that? This is not a scolding of you. It's a scolding of me. I'm, I'm reporting on myself. One of my ancillary producers is a dear friend named Steve who, uh, who listens uh, with exquisite uh, specificity to everything I say. And when I was talking about in the previous segment root causes and how the hit used to be that uh, liberals would want to talk about root causes, particularly when it came to issues having to do with crime or, for that matter, poverty. That's, those were... Those were the big ones. Root causes were a big thing about once upon a time, and conservatives were critiques, critics of that. Steve reminds me, rightfully, that conservative critics of root causes, the, critici- the criticism was based on not making it the excuse for a crime uh, or the justification for avoiding consequences. And he's right. But somehow we need to get back to um, appreciating and understanding the root causes to these uh, not just social dilemmas, but social crises that we are facing. I mean, they almost all share similar roots, and it has to do with family or drugs. You want to here, here, listen to this. This this thing woke me up, um, and I don't know if I've ever really done it on air, um, but it woke me up when I talked to the former director of Children's Services, DCS, um, here in Arizona, and asked him what percentage of his caseload, you know, where they have to intervene and try and, you know, save a child from abuse or neglect, what percent of those cases had drugs involved? 80% was the answer. 80%. If you look at violent crime, not crime to get drugs, but crime committed by people. If you talk to county attorneys or district attorneys where they do drug screening and you ask them that question, you will get the answer between 70 and 80%. When you think about those connectors, now add to it what you might call the chronic homeless crisis that Fox does a pretty good job of of interviewing these, I was going to say men on the streets, ghosts on the streets, zombies on the streets is what they really are. It's 90 to 100% aren't chronically homeless, but also chronically in the grip of drug use. You want to talk about root causes. We need to talk about that root cause. We need to talk about that root cause and not sanitize or wish it away or detoxify it. 
there was a really important piece in the Washington Post today. The Washington Post <clears throat> used to be really bad on this. For some reason, they've hired one or two people that have become really good on it. Like that David Leonard at the New York Times is really good on COVID. He's, you know, as honest about COVID as any of us would want us to be, what would want him to be. He is. He's the outlier over there. The Washington Post has one or two reporters who have replaced the old reporters when it comes to the problems of drugs. They have a really good article today at the Washington Post. I really would urge you to read it about teens and marijuana use and how parents, it's actually titled, Parents Are Not Ready for the New Reality of Teen Cannabis Use. I hate the use of the word cannabis. It's marijuana. Cannabis is itself a problematic phrase. It's a, it's a detoxification. It's a sanitization of marijuana. It's, it's, it's marijuana. But this reporter interviewed several parents of kids who ultimately got involved in a terrible drug addiction, some violence, some mental health caseloads, psychosis and psychotic episodes, some of which led to suicide. And the article is, parents are not ready for this new reality. The sense of disbelief, quoting from the article, in talking about two parents that were astounded to find their 14-year-old losing so many normalcies in their life, including friendships and starting to engage in petty theft and calling the parents with what sounded like psychotic breaks and paranoia. Quoting from the Washington Post, there's a sense of disbelief that pot wouldn't do this, and it's prevalent among parents who have watched their teenagers become gripped by addiction. But the landscape of teen marijuana use has radically transformed in the decades since today's parents were teens themselves. And they talk about the increase of the psychoactive ingredient THC, which his parents used to know when they were kids as 4%, where it's now averaging 20, but can be as high as 40 and upwards of 95%. And it's, it's a really, it's a very long article and it's very good. As the addiction develops, parents often describe a common pattern of decline and disengagement, the distortion of a teenager's self and sense and personality as they grow removed from things they once cared about. And then it gets into a few physicians who, at places like Boston Children's Hospital and Harvard Medical School, are talking about kids with psychotic symptoms all the time, all of them on marijuana, all of them regular users of this high-potency marijuana. And it's that high-potency, by the way, which creates more frequent use, which creates more brain damage. The notion of the, of the passive, Doritos-eating, couch-slumping marijuana user is not, it's gone. That's not, that, that was the 4% THC. This one today is far more likely, far more likely to do far more damage than any of that and far more likely to be involved whenever you see one of these violent acts of mass, one of these acts of mass violence committed by a teenager or a young adult. I know, I know, I know, it's hard to believe, right? 
it's hard to believe because you thought marijuana would just make you make a Seven Eleven run for Cheetos and Doritos. It's not. And you increasingly look at these school shootings and the violence that's taking place at schools. You're going to find marijuana in those kids. That's what you're going to find. Alyssa Finley wrote this up at the Wall Street Journal, but the Washington Post today has a great article on it. You want to get to root causes? Let's do it. Let's join the fight for root causes and start saving our society from homelessness, from crime, and from the explosion of mental health disability. Think about the economy right now with the bank failures, the stock market volatility, a possible recession on the horizon. What if you could invest in a portfolio, high fixed rate of return, not correlated to the Fed or the stock market? That's what Y-Refi has to offer you. It's an investment where you can turn your monthly income on or off, compound it, whatever you like, no loss of principal if you need your money back at any time. Think of that freedom. There are no fees in the secure collateralized portfolio that delivers an up to 10.25% rate of return. Why Refi is local. You can stop by their offices. I've been there several times. I encourage you to over on Scottsdale Road in the 101. You won't get asked to sign anything. You won't get a sales pitch. They just like talking about what they do. And you'll see when you meet with them at Why Refi why I like and trust them so much and you can as well. A due diligence approved firm. They're offering an up to 10.25% rate of return, fixed rate of return. Check them out at investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, then refy.com. Or call them at 888-YREFI-34. That's 888-YREFI-34. Before we uh, do our weekly visit with John Shattuck, one more word as long as we're on Teacher Appreciation Week. Dennis Prager brought this up at our event last week. And I didn't get a chance to do it today. We're talking about the corruption of language. What was Emerson said? How, how did Emerson, Emerson put it? The corruption of language is followed by the corruption of man. That's what happens. You corrupt the language, you corrupt the human condition. So much so, they don't even hide it or conceal it. I mean, they're proud of it. That's why you can't use the word man at Columbia now, I guess. Vermont. You saw what they did at the Essex-Westford School District in Vermont? No more referring to fifth graders as boys or girls. How can you have the corruption of man if you don't even have boys or girls, right? Instead, here's what the students will be known as. Just so you take away and erase all humanity and all, you know, anything but just automation... Anything anything subtle about the human soul here, just so you do that. Here's a male. Here's, here's how you describe men now, boys. A person who produces sperm. That's to be used for boys and males and those assigned male at birth. A person who produces sperm. Instead of girl or female or someone assigned female at birth, a person who produces eggs. Fifth graders. Fifth graders. Teacher Appreciation Week. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.